This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Fubar Radio and UN Women UK present a live 24-hour radio show. 24 hours. I absolutely love Blink 182. Took me back. <laughs> Took me right back. Um, on the phone lines, though, right now, we have um, Spanish American comedian, actress, and writer Carmen Lynch. Carmen, welcome. Hi, how are you? Very Hi. good. How are you today? Pretty good. I'm um, losing my voice, but uh, it sounds a little sexy, I think, so I'll be okay. <laughs> it sounds mighty sexy. That's what I tell <laughs> myself in my, uh, yeah. I don't know how many hours again I'm in this. My voice is going. Um, Carmen, you are a Spanish-American comedian, actress, um, and writer based in New York. Um, first of all, being a Spanish-American actress, um, what is that like when it comes to casting for roles do you find your roles are are, are, are lesser because you're a spanish american or do you have more roles that you can go for i mean first of all thanks for calling me an actress i mostly do stand-up comedy but Mm -hmm. um but yeah when i when i do acting um it does it doesn't seem to be a huge thing i think my height is uh probably the biggest issue because i you know span my spanish family is, is very petite and I'm six feet tall, so uh, I don't even look Spanish. It's not, <laughs> I usually it's even lie. get a Spanish role. <laughs> so you but, uh, but I do a lot of Spanish stand-up, which is fun. I do, I do tour around the world and do stand-up in Spanish, so that's really fun. Oh, wow. Mm. And so when you say Spanish, you're differentiating from Latino. Yeah, um, it's like Castilian uh, stand-up, yeah. But I mean, you're, when you're saying Spanish, you, you mean Spanish as in from Spain as opposed from Latin from America. Spain, yeah, 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 from Spain, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, and you've got an album, Dance Like You Don't Need the Money. Tell us about uh, your album and tell us about your musical influences. Oh, wow. Musical influences? Yeah. Oh, you mean because it has dance in the title? I mean, I kind of <laughs> dance on my own. I don't really mm-hmm. play music with my dancing, <laughs> but it's... Um, it's uh, it's an album that I decided to put together because I've been doing stand-up for like 15 years. So I just put all of my favorite jokes uh, together in an album. And uh, and actually, it just got Sirius, uh, Sirius XM's best album of the year for 2017. So that was exciting. Wow. wow. That's um, amazing. So, thank you. And so now I'm, you know, starting just to put together my next one because, you know, when you wait that long to put an album together you have a lot of material that didn't make the album <laughs> yep oh yeah so. So, what do you prefer like um when it comes to the comedy the the writing um what do you prefer doing what do you get the bigger buzz out of i suppose it's the performing side the performing is so much fun because you know every time you perform it just comes out differently but for me it's 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 really just creating that new joke and you know, figuring out if it's going to work. Like the first time you do a joke that you're excited about, whether or not it works. I mean, if it works, it's great. But if it doesn't work, it just means, you know, you just have to tweak it until it works. But that that coming up with that, that new baby, that new joke is just so fun. Yeah, yeah, it must be. Yeah, I've always just thought about how daunting it would be <sighs> to do stand-up. The other day I saw, actually yesterday, I just saw a clip of Richard Pryor's son. Uh, wow. He's doing stand-up now, but he got booed off the stage. See, I would hate that. That, to me, is... 
the idea, two things scare me the most, singing in public and having to do stand-up. <laughs> do you not feel very vulnerable, Carmen, when, I suppose, of course you don't because it's what you do, but comedy's quite vulnerable because you, you get that instant either rejection or mm-hmm. exception, don't you? Yeah, I think at the beginning especially, because when I see people who, who say stuff like, uh, oh, I've always wanted to try stand-up, but I'm just too scared, I you know I usually tell them, like, well, I, it's not that I wasn't scared. I mean, I was very scared, but there, I still wanted to try it. But I think, you know, after a while, you uh, you just build that confidence, and then eventually, you know, you, you just don't care. I mean, of course, sometimes you care if it's, like, an important show and someone's there to see you but a lot of times if if the audience feels uncomfortable like because i can get pretty dark if uh if they feel uncomfortable i just like to go darker it's kind of a well you know you can't handle that well let me let me give you a little more Mm. you know so so that that can be kind of fun too well this is obviously the show um for the he for she campaign and we've been talking a lot about sexism in the industry what sexism have you come across in, in the industry? In the business? Um, I mean, I think a lot of it is just, you know, the, the fact that they'll just put one woman on the show or they'll mm. they'll ca- call you like, you know, then this next performer is a lady, you know, or mm-hmm. um, she's not only funny, she's pretty. And, you know, stuff like that, like they just treat you like you're, you're just not, not a regular comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, there were moments of maybe you know I think every woman has, has felt uncomfortable in a, a certain point when they when they're treated like a a piece of meat. Um, but you know you just kind of have to show them that you won't tolerate that and uh, and just keep going. Like don't mm-hmm. let that affect you. And eventually, I mean, I don't really notice now how many women are on the show. I try to just focus on the uh, on the show itself. But you do see that it's changing. There are a lot more women on shows now, and it's really great to see that, you know. Yeah, cool. it really is. Well, look, uh, Carmen Lynch, I'm going to have to say um, our farewells. But thank you so, so much for talking to us today. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, and I'm very excited to come to London in a couple weeks. Um, I'll be there for three weeks doing shows. So Amazing. Thank- yeah, thank you very much. I hope to catch you there yeah. and keep up the good work. Thanks, Carmen. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. From a minute, then I thought she was going to say we, we, we need to we need to be up, Rach. Go for lunch. I'll, I'll be in London soon. We'll go for lunch. We'll do what we do. We'll do lunch in the theatre. It's what we do. We meet up like that. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you very very much. Um, now, if you have just joined us and you are thinking, what's going on? I tell you, I've had many moments in yeah. the last. I don't know. My maths is really bad, but. How many hours have I got left? Uh, uh, three, four, five, what, two, three hours. Just under three hours. Yeah. Um, that's madness. This is a live uh, 24 hour radio show, all for the He for She campaign with UN Women UK for Arts Week. Um, we would love you to um, donate. Um, all you need to do, um, and it is to support the He for She um, campaign, is to text UN WN15 followed by the amount you want to donate to 770. Um, all money donated is going towards changing the reality for women and girls globally. And I have gone on about the text number. If you're slightly confused, and I don't blame you, mm-hmm. uh, just go to LondonArtsWeek.org. Also, mm-hmm. UN events going on. Um, 10th 
of March, which is today. Small Things Theatre presents a very special night of small things in aid of UN Women's He For She campaign, full of fun, frivolity and fearless talent. Showcasing some of the best poets, playwrights, performers, musicians and comedians. A night of small things is London's finest variety night. There's so many things going on um, in Arts Week. It's amazing. How have you found it so far? The show, well, yeah. no, before we go any further, yeah. we have to say, Rachel! Ah! Rachel! I'm going with that. Yes. I'm going with that. I'm laughing. You up. have been killing it, Rachel. What an amazing it. job you have done. Thank Not only you. is it such a big task just to host a show full stop, but do a marathon like this. I mean, how many guests have you had spoken to so far? Do you know what? I, it's all the we blur. were trying to work that out. We're just like, we, I just don't know. So many. It's been thick and fast. And it seems to be somehow. Picking up even more speed and pace. I don't understand. Like, even the hours of like 3, 4, 5 a.m., we were really busy. Yeah. It was madness. It's been, it's been amazing. I think that's why I don't feel, I feel a bit like I've, you know, I've been active for hours, but I don't feel tired. Yeah. It's weird because that's, you know, it's just been fantastic and it's very lovely. People supporting the cause for the same reasons why I, approached the UN originally and the same reasons why I wanted to do this. Um, It's very, again, another reason why it's great to be talking so openly about all of this. We all want the same things, don't we? We all want here the gender equality. We want our voices to be heard. Yes. Well, this is what I hope is that we're all on that that same page. Everyone that's come in has literally been very excited and we've shared stories over the hours and we're all, you know, everyone's got a story to tell. Everyone's it, got... It's been wonderful. And that's what I think is such a, a special thing that you've done, like, by doing Ooh, this uh, show, is you. to just get all of these opinions and voices from all over the world. Because, uh, you know, I heard you speaking to people in Australia, some wonderful women there. We were just talking to some yeah. wonderful ladies in um, the Europe, in America, like, just to unite all these voices and show that there is this unity yeah. and, the, and we're all on this same page mission. That's all thanks to your amazing work that you've Aww, done to put this all together. You. And all of the food bar angels. They've been incredible. Joe doing a great they, job with the tea. And everyone's Nat been amazing. Keeping everything being running. So, I, I, tell you, I, I don't know what I would have done without that. <laughs> when you're in certain hours, you're just like, <laughs> and then you get a message saying, you know, keep up the great work. You're like, yes, yes. I will. I will. Because <laughs> you're listening and I love that. Um, and it is lovely. And it's, yeah, it's really, it's definitely been um, a fantastic experience. Mm. So far, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the next few <laughs> hours? Still time. I could literally peak like you've never seen <laughs> anyone peak before. But We've we are here. Back. Thanks. But that's <laughs> the thing. My attitude now is, what could go wrong? What I'm could still possibly? awake. Yeah. I'm still here. I don't think anything could go wrong. Yes. Kind of. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Delirium. Delirium, literally. Um... I think I think we need a bit of a musical interlude. I am going to put on uh, my hood. Uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes' time. Don't go anywhere. That's uh, my hood. I like how it stops all of a sudden. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like um, we have a guest in the studio, Luke Cutforth. Hello. Did I pronounce that correctly? You did, did, yeah. Well Thank done. You. Some people well call me Cutfud and it doesn't really work. Cutfud? That's Cut-fud. not even your name. <laughs> I know. Or Cutforth. Cutforth, yes. Cutforth. That's yeah. a bit there. That exists. Um, okay, that, that exists. Um, 
Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's lovely to have you. Um, it's lovely just to have someone new on the show yeah. for a second. <laughs> um, filmmaker, YouTuber, um, over 500,000 subscribers. And shrinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do they go? Where That's do they YouTube go? these days. Where do they go? Um, director of The Drowning of Arthur Braxton. Um, you are starting a podcast, we're going to go straight into this, called Educating Josh. I am, yeah. Tell me about it. So I've been doing YouTube forever, and I've always wanted to try and use YouTube to kind of educate people. But one of my friends, Josh, who uh, produced The Drowning of the Braxton, my film, um, he has some funny views. Generally, he's he's a liberal, intelligent man. Yeah. But sometimes he has views which even he goes, oh, I don't know why I think that, but I do. And so he came up with this idea, this sort of format called Educating Josh, which is uh, <laughs> where we bring three stories from the week and we go, Josh, what do you think of these stories? And they're, they're sort of general questions like um, having representation for all, all sexualities in film, for example. And he'll, his gut instinct sometimes is a little bit like, why do you think that? Don't do that, Josh. And we then spend the next 15 minutes educating Josh. And I think that's a lot of fun. And so far, we did two pilots, and we we did educate him on a few things. It's working. It was really good, yeah. Yeah. So we have a lot of fun with that, and I think it's going to be really, really exciting. We've, We've done two pilots, and we start hopefully in two weeks, if it's not horrific. If it's not we'll terrific, <laughs> I think that's a genius idea. Thank you. I could do the show like that, educating me. I think you should educate me on something by the end of the show. Teach me something. Hey. We've got lots. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure for you. It's, but. It is. Yeah. It's <laughs> educating Luke. That's <laughs> educating Luke. Um, you've also shot a feature film, which you're, uh, which is in final editing for. Tell yeah, us about that. yeah. So that's that's uh, the drowning of other Braxton, which you mentioned yeah. in the intro. Um, we've been doing that for like. Uh, three years? I don't know. It's an indie film. Indie films take That's forever. Why it takes three years. Um, yeah. HMRC, if you're listening, please hurry up because oh. they they have some of our money and aren't we need they, that money. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, HMRC are not listening, but if you are, <laughs> shout out not to you for being slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was something where. Um, it's a feature film. It's about a, a young boy who runs away from school where he's being bullied and falls in love with a half mermaid, half girl in a in an abandoned bathhouse. And through his sort of relationship with her, gains the strength to fix the other issues in his life, like his alcoholic father, played by Johnny Vegas, um, and bullies, um, played by Keith Rice. Um, and so it, it's a lovely film. It's a really heartfelt, kind of heartwarming film. Mm-hmm. And um, it's my first feature I've ever done. And it's a lot of pressure. And I can't believe that... Uh, 4,500 people on Kickstarter managed to back it and wow. make it a thing uh, and we had a really good budget considering I've never done anything before and probably don't deserve it but Were you a little bit panicked with the pressure like when you saw how well it was being received therefore Honestly Kickstarter? yeah I mean uh, well, I, was, I was panicked and also relieved because I'd done a week sorry a year of meetings with these big film people going please let me make a film and they were all like no and so <laughs> yeah. we, we then went alright we'll do Kickstarter because I have a certain amount of people on the internet who care about my existence i guess <laughs> and so yeah it was a lot of it's a lot of pressure but i think it's the nicest way to do it because i don't owe like i don't owe anyone anything like i just there's just people here who are just they trust in me and they believe i can do it and we do then actually owe some money because we had some extra money from some very wonderful people who decided to take that extra risk with us but um in general yeah it's, it's a really I, it's nice that there's at least four thousand people out there who believe in me which is kind of terrifying um, <laughs> they've got that belief in you but at least i can yeah I, I have then therefore have a reason why i'm directing it because obviously i go on set and i'm like um 
you know, I have to justify my place there because I haven't directed 10 films and won a BAFTA or an Oscar or whatever. Mm. I'm just this guy who, until now, has just done YouTube rubbish. And so <laughs> I do, have, to a certain extent, have to have, like, well, why are you? Why are you directing this? And I can go, well, because some people want me to. Yeah. And, th- and people don't want you to, so go away. Yeah, off you trot, <laughs> Yeah. A little question on on the side. Um, since you're, you were born in Hertfordshire, I, what, how do you know that? Well, I've been following you for many a year. Have you? Uh, where in Hertfordshire were you born? I was born in a little town called Hitchin. Oh my god! Hitchin. I come from a village That's outside so of Hitchin called Shillington. Shillington. Yes. Oh, lovely! <laughs> That's so good. Oh my god! Yeah, Hitchin boy. I'm a Hitchin boy. Went to Hitchin boys school. Hitchin. I went, went to the uh, girls' school for about a year. Hitchin girls. Yeah, then I went wow. to stage school. Wow. Maybe we saw each other crossing down Hermitage oh, Road. Who knows? Hermitage <laughs> Road. Herms on there now. Blockbuster used to be there. Blo- oh, I, I know. I used to go to Blockbuster. Blow, blo- 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 so I used to go to Blockbuster. Like I'm so excited about finding a fellow Hitchinite that I'm just spewing all over my words. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I used to go to Blockbuster every week, and it's so sad that it's gone. Thanks <laughs> Netflix. God. Yeah, I know. Ruining it. Better choosing your film. Get some popcorn and some Hagen Dazs and going to watch it. Getting some popcorn and some Hagen Dazs. Yeah. Oh my god. That's so Sorry, having, and then a, having very a squealy moment. moment. You from anywhere, yeah. anywhere near Hitchin? Anything um, interesting? Well, not uh, not too far, but I'm from North London, so it's a drive away to get to Hitchin. Still a southerner. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. Still a southerner. You're evolving um, a new era in your YouTube world, where you're trying to use your platform for good rather than just cheap entertainment. Yeah. I don't know whether this is the middle of some kind of midlife crisis or if I genuinely believe in these things but I've I've kind of I've been doing YouTube since I was 15 and I I haven't told anyone this yet but I'll tell you on here because I don't think anyone from my audience is necessarily listening yet if they are then I'll I'll be regretful and, and Anyway, um, we'll see. I don't know. I haven't tweeted out yet. I should probably do that, shouldn't I? I'm not very good at this promotional <laughs> thing. Um, so I um, I started when I was 15. I started with a YouTube username called Luke is Not Sexy. And that's not a great username. Now that I'm going into all these meetings with these big like movie people. <laughs> yeah, can't really get taken seriously. It's kind of like, well, it's yeah, it's awkward and I don't like it. And also, the weird thing is YouTube's changed a lot. And um, it's sort of started demonetizing stuff and taking away promotion from stuff it deems inappropriate. And my username's got the word sexy in it. And that's the computer sort of Ooh. goes not that then let's yeah, put on nice. something else yeah yeah so really, yeah I'm really on my work. way to sort of moving away from that eventually dun 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 very dramatic and scary <laughs> um, but in general I'm just trying to I did a video uh, last week called how I changed my life in a week and I just tried to find I sat down for a week and I'm somebody who gets quite down and quite stressed and quite yeah. overwhelmed by things yeah. and so I sat down and tried to go like how can I work out how to fix my brain and find out little hacks and ways to make myself more productive. And I, over the course of a week, found things that improved my life. And so I then went, I want to share these with the internet. And so I made this video. took me friggin' forever because I'm not very productive. (laughs) Ironically, I was making a video about how I became more productive and and put it off. (laughs) But uh, but, um, in general, I just want to use that platform to like spread positivity rather than just this is the cinnamon challenge, which it has its place and people will sometimes need to... Challenge. Do you not, have you yes. seen the Cinnamon Challenge? Mm. Utter rubbish. That's amazing. Um, but people need light entertainment, obviously, sometimes. But until, like, I don't necessarily feel like I'm the one to do that anymore. I was when I was younger, and now I want to do something good. I build up this audience, and now I want to mm. go, you, I want to help you, and do the, do the thing. Come yeah. on, let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. more of that. How 
did you um, build up your 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 following? What is the the key to? I'm not like, could you give me some? Um, but how do you do it? Do Honestly, you know? I have no idea. Like, you, why, <laughs> why do people say that? You, um, we had another. Um, I forgot her name. Amber. She came in and huge following. Um, young girl as well. And I asked her, and she was like, I just don't know. It's like. How do you not know? <laughs> Honestly, I, I think I probably... There probably is some things that I've done, but I also just am a massive believer of I was the right place, right time. Timing. I started YouTube yeah. before it was a thing. Like, I got bullied at school for being a YouTuber. Now I hear a YouTuber, like, that's like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, that's true. And so um, that, but also I think it's just about trying to be yourself, trying to live positively and trying to, like, like people care. You've got to remember, this is not like a massive amount of people or as a big group. This is lots of individual people. And individual people are drawn to people who are genuine and people who care about something. And they can tell whether you care about something. So I've always tried to just make stuff I care about. And actually, the times when I've done something where I'm like, this will get the views, but I don't really care about it. It has in the short term, but in the long term, it those people leave. Yeah. The people who yeah. stay are the people who went, oh, this is something you really give a shit about. And I like that. And on the flip side of that, then you've got people like, say, um, what's his name, PewDiePie or something? PewDiePie, yeah, Felix. Because I don't think it's that deep or that caring. There's not like empathy no. or things behind that, is it? But is he not like the largest, biggest following on he YouTube? He is the biggest YouTuber in the world. Okay. Uh, How much yeah. is, like, what is the following for the largest YouTuber? I think he's like 60 million subscribers. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I know Felix. No depth I'm, to it. Yeah, I mean, no, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, I, I do know Felix, and he is <laughs> yeah. lovely. He's a really lovely, wonderful person. When he's not getting When he's trouble. not being, yeah. you know, racist or anti-Semitic. Lovely when he's not being anti-Semitic. <laughs> when he's not doing those things, yes. Yeah. He's a, he great is a, guy. He, yeah, he's a great guy, but YouTube has created a culture where... I literally don't understand. I know, isn't it amazing? This is what happens when you suddenly hear about this person who's one of the most famous people on the internet, and you have no idea that they exist. This is what 2018 is, what, Rachel. Yeah, I mean, what Felix has done, he he has um, basically chased sort of, YouTube has created a culture of drama and created a culture, and they don't like this, they're not trying to do it I don't think, Who um, YouTube like Oh, okay, they don't right, like yeah. it, but they've created a culture where yeah. being the more dramatic gets more views, because newspapers report on it, and they reward press coverage with more views and more promotion, and so that's why you've got things like Logan Paul and PewDiePie doing this outrageous mm, stuff, like and so Logan while Paul. you can to a certain extent blame the person and obviously yes blame the person they're an idiot if they do something like that mm. equally you also want to create a platform that de-incentivizes horrible things like I don't think at Furbar Radio they're, Fubar Radio sorry they're going like oh who can be although I was, I was just about to say um, Keir did say to me Keir's filming me right now he did say to me before we came on air you don't have to talk about anal douching if you don't want to because that was apparently a topic earlier <laughs> I think I heard that going on I just carried <laughs> yeah. a walkie I carried a walkie keep I on don't going think, Rachel keep on going but FUBAR's not you're not about like promoting be the most anti-semitic or be the most shocking you're just about be the best stuff right I'm glad they don't as a Jewish girl mm -hmm. um, no <laughs> but that's why I'm just wondering because you're saying that it's a, a, that what attracts your followers is the kindness and that people care and invest in your uh, message like on a personal ah, level kind yeah, of thing yeah. so I'm just trying to understand on, in contrast to the largest YouTuber in the world what is it that draws I suppose those listeners those um, followers there in? are different ways of doing it yeah. I suppose aren't there and, and people are always going to be to a certain extent drawn to 
dramatic who can be the loudest who can shout as has been since the beginning of time yeah it's yeah. the same with tv it's the same in lots of different places and then is that something where you be- did you start off as like you were just tinkering with youtube and it's like oh let me just put this up or you had an agenda where See, you're like right yes, i want to build that up happen? so i i used to do little short films on youtube when i was really like 15 14 what kind of short films like dramatic horror films did you yeah yeah like an actual with a cast and... no with my sister in a forest <laughs> yeah Film. Film. Yeah, there was one where she got hit by a meteor that flew down from the sky. I was basically learning all this different software and how to, and just having fun with it, basically. Yeah. And I put it on YouTube and I got like 100 views, maybe, which is cool when you're 14. Very cool. And, um, and I just sort of spiraled out. I just really loved doing stuff and I loved getting that feedback from people. And um, then a girl I fancied was like, I like YouTubers who vlog. And I was like... <laughs> I could, I could vlog, couldn't I? I could do that. Yeah, and so I did, and she never loved me, but, you know. Oh, she yeah. Nothing motivates a man like a woman's pleasures. It's Unless true. they're gay. <laughs> Unless they're gay. Yeah. It's true, it's true. Um, well, I, I think that might be all we've got time for Whoa. with you. Oh, <laughs> rest in peace, my existence. Oh, although, again, you've got a lot of followers. I'm very jealous. I thought we were going to go live on the internet, but we didn't do that in the but, end, did but we? That's what I was going to say. That I know you say you're very jealous, but then I think that's what fascinates me with like Kickstarter, because yeah. it's quite daunting, because that's purely just something done on trust, where random yeah. people are just trusting I know, you with right? all of this, and you could easily just like bounce and I say, could. I could just run away. part of making the film was sitting on a beach in the Dominican Republic for <laughs> Eight Sorry, guys. And now yes. this video is just a sel- this film is a selfie. With me. I think luckily my audience trusts me a bit more than that. But yeah, there is no legally. I don't have to provide the film. Like Crazy. Kickstarter make no promises, so it's kind of terrifying as well. There's a lot of pressure on me to make sure it actually happens. Mm. And do you find though that there is this fear when you've got a lot of followers that it all becomes about the followers? That this it's. I mean, I, I don't know. I find it a very weird world when there is that many followers or. I don't know. But in terms of maintain, like it's about the content's no longer about me; it's about them. That's yes. I guess I do mean that. Yeah. I suppose I do, but I think I also have a. I, I'm very lucky in that I have a very caring audience. And my um, my manager once put it to me, which he said he was like summing up different people's audiences, and they were like, "This audience likes this. This audience is happy when this happens." And then he went, "Luke's audience is happy when Luke's happy," and I like that. <laughs> That's nice. And That's so lovely. That is nice, isn't it? And yeah. I don't generally get a lot of like negativity, which is interesting because most of my friends on YouTube do. And like for me, I, I had a video I put up a few weeks ago, and it, the YouTube automatic comment blocker blocked one comment, and I went, "Oh no, what have they done?" And I went on the comment blocker, and it said, "I love you," and this video. That was yeah. oh okay. I'm, that's I the most hateful comment that, yeah. I get. That's all right. Yeah, that's incredible. I want to be in your world. <laughs> I do. I do. We could go back to Hitchin. We'll talk about it. Perfect. We'll vlog <laughs> together in Hitchin. Hitchin. Yes. This is Wilco's. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Woolworths. Woolworths was good Woolworths as well. Woolworths was very very. <laughs> Good. Threshers, you remember Threshers? Threshers. What's wow. Threshers? That was like wine rack. I'm going way back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I left. <laughs> I left when I was 14, so I'm I didn't. Very old. I'm I didn't very go to old. Threshers. Um, well, look, uh, Luke. Thank you so so much. Thank um, you for for joining us here. We are going to take a little musical interlude. Uh, we're going to listen to um, "Wake Up Arcade." I can't speak. Fire. Enjoy. <laughs> Fubar Radio presents Harry 
Rose. Reggie Snow joins me again on Fubar Radio. I'm very impressed with your French on Mon Amour. Yeah. And I really like the juxtaposition of it being about love, but being the real side of love. Yeah, a lot of hatred, a lot of like weirdness and confusion. It's just like build up like the last couple of years and all these different moments and emotions I felt. So no, it's crazy because that's like my experience and then you know, someone else feels it. it's like sick. Do you get people feeding back to you being like, oh, I, this is how I felt when I listened to this? this is- yeah, they take it to... They take it too deep. I'm just like, wow, cool. <laughs> Wish I could help a bit more, but like, fuck, like, it, it, it's trippy, you know what I mean? But it's, it's sick. Every Thursday, Harriet Rose from 4 p.m. Fubar Radio. Yeah, this is Fubar Radio. Uh, this is our 24 hour live marathon for the He for She campaign uh, with UK, um, UN Women UK. I have been up since <laughs> 5 p.m. yesterday. Oh my God. Two more hours to go. Insanity. Two more hours oh to my go. Goodness. Congratulations. It's, it's odd. It's very, very surreal. Yeah. And I don't know if it's gone quickly or slow. I think it's gone quickly. I don't know. But uh, we've got another guest uh, in the studio, Faye Milton. Hello. Welcome. Hi. It's lovely to have you here. Lovely really to be is. here. Thank you for joining us. Um, drummer of Savages since yes. 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, also the drummer of, is it Otomo? Otomo X. Otomo X. Yeah. Um, let's talk about drumming first of all. Um, where did your love of music come from? Hmm, interesting. Well, it's actually something I've been thinking about a lot recently because I hear a lot of people talk about what music their dad liked and it it sort of really influenced Mm. um, what they listened to. But for me, it was my mum. And I I find it very rare that people actually talk about what music their mum likes. But my mum was like super, super into contemporary classical music, like really knows her stuff about it and take me to concerts of like Steve Reich and... um, Terry Riley and all of these kind of quite complicated things for a young girl. So I kind of got my musical education from my mum, which wow. I, I really sort of appreciate. And when did you start picking up the drums and what was that? Um, my best friend Lucy wanted to play the drums. We were the two littlest girls in our class That's and I think adorable. we were about eight years old. Yeah. Um, I think she thought it'd be hilarious to play the drums as like this little girl, like what a weird thing it would be for someone so small to do it because yeah. at the time it just seemed like something that big you know tattooed men did yeah mm-hmm. so as two little eight-year-old girls we started playing the drums and we we both kept going for a long time really yeah and obviously you've carried on going i've carried on going yeah lucy works at london zoo now but Oh. I love that you guys still in, t- still in touch. Oh yeah, absolutely. Good. Yeah. I yeah. like to hear. I like to hear yeah. that. And you know, as a, I guess a female in the music industry, um, what's that been like? And we've been talking a lot about obviously sexism um, within the creative industry. Mm. What has it been like for you in the music industry? Um, I think that there's pros and cons. Some, sometimes you've got to think of the positives and people do pay attention because you stand out as a, an all-female band. It's quite unusual. So people, certain groups will pay more attention to that. Mm. So there are, there are positives. Um, and also there's, there's things that can be a bit more difficult as well. For me, I found everything about playing, everything about the crew that we work with, everyone that we work with from record label to tour crew and everyone is zero problems they're all fantastic people Mm. um male and female and that's that's been a breeze but what i found harder was the press side of it you're suddenly thrown into photo shoots and we're used to seeing women in magazines and papers and online looking 
perfect. Flawless, yeah. Flawless, airbrush, mm. been in hair and makeup, and that's sort of what we see of women in the media, and suddenly you're thrown into that. Someone comes into your rehearsal room, takes a photo, you don't get to choose it, and it gets put in this context alongside yeah. these incredibly beautiful women. And, and as a woman, you're used to being compared, I think, a lot. So it's you're true. suddenly we like, find that. Yeah. yeah, thrown into this world that, that makes you really sort of paranoid, and you, you start to change yourself to fit into this fake imaginary perfection that, that yeah. doesn't really exist in real life. I think the press pit women against each other. I was going to say, do you mean compared against other women? Is, or I, yeah. yeah. Well, I think, it, I think as women we compare ourselves as well. I think that's something that, that is, I don't know where that comes from, but mm. I think it happens. We all look at pictures in magazines and think, oh, you know, mm. on Instagram, etc. But But I think that comes from a society that pits women against each other and that's sort of where that comes from mm. yeah. yeah do you see it changing do you see because um, you don't get that with men in magazines you no. don't men in magazines just look normal blokes yeah whereas, <laughs> which is fine yeah. which is do great they? Yeah, but I when you think encounter real men in the real world, they're quite gross. <laughs> you know, on the whole, let's be real about it. They stink. Yeah, no, they <laughs> I love guys as much as I love women. Yeah, Not yeah. Like that, but yeah, no. But I think the balance is different. I think it's sort of maybe with guys, you'll get 20% of these polished kind of David Gandhis of the world, and then. There's the women, a way bigger spectrum. There's sort of twenty percent who aren't polished. So it's it's a very yeah, it's a very different balance, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And hopefully times will change. Um we won't have, you know, photographs of women coming out of clubs and photographer trying to take pictures up their dresses and skirts and yeah. you know, it's oh, all of it needs to change. Or maybe okay. there'll be female paparazzi and we'll just be taking photos down men's trousers. Yeah, exactly. Let's <laughs> <laughs> flip it. Would that, that ever happen? <laughs> that yeah. would never happen. I don't feel like that's go. the solution. I don't think that should be the takeaway <laughs> of UN women's No. <laughs> 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 I mean I, I agree that, that yeah. it's deserved, but I don't yeah. think it'll solve anything. But, but in all seriousness, if there was an all female paparazzi, they would do that. No, exactly. Like, no, they wouldn't completely. even cross people's mind to do that. So, yeah. it's, I think that's like. Oh, it is weird. Worth thinking why. about. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's the most primitive thing I've ever. It's, it's like, in yeah. terms of the industry, like, you're a monkey if you're doing that. What's wrong with you? <laughs> why? Oh, looking at it. What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. it's pretty yeah. sad. <sighs> How did it come that you linked up with the other um, girls in the band then, like, being that you're, that you're part of an all female group? Um, well, originally the band wasn't intended to be an all-female group. It started with the guitarist and bassist, and they were looking for a male singer, actually. But we, they found a female singer instead, and then as three women, they were like, okay, let's make this a female band. So they looked for a, a female drummer, and that's where I came in. Cool. I'm yeah. also a drummer. Yay! Yeah. But, Yay! Yeah. <laughs> but since I was about nine years old. Oh, amazing. But what, you've always played in kind of rock bands. Oh, well, I've played, like, in geeky orchestras growing up and playing the triangle and stuff but yeah I'd, I kind of changed to rock music not that long ago actually like six, seven years ago triangle like, is a dope instrument that's yeah, way no. overrated Un- under- underrated <laughs> sorry yeah you'd think I've been there 25 yeah. hours yeah underrated yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean the tech- technical skill to playing a triangle well. Yeah, is actually and the pressure as well. Yeah. The pressure you have to wait for like ten minutes and yeah. you get your one note. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't have the patience. Wouldn't have the patience. 
at all. Yeah. Um, your night at, uh, is it Shacklewell Arms? Shacklewell Arms, yeah. Too Many a Man. Um, and a whole night of music by women all genres. Uh, first Friday of every month. Tell us about it. <laughs> I probably have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. No, basically I started doing a night at the Shacklewell Arms, which was an idea shared with one of the guys who runs it, um, Niall, who's a friend of mine. We're talking about why don't we do a night just all female, all female music. And that's, it's quite open because obviously there's very little things that's, that, uh, you know, you can't just like, what am I trying to say? Morning. <laughs> um, I can't help. <laughs> so where is Shackle? Okay, down. so it's not just like <laughs> music just just by women but music with a strong female element to it so um that's at the shackle alarms first friday of every month and it goes off people love it and really also it's a chance to play some really interesting music by like artists like smurs and terza and who else am i thinking of loads and loads of female producers who are just absolutely smashing it what would you say to um uh, young females uh, wanting to get into the music industry, wanting you know to play drums, to just get involved. What advice would you give them? Do it, do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially I, I have so many women, like young and not as young, coming up to me saying, "I want to play the drums, and I'm going to start." And there's it's it happens so often that it, it feels like there's this tidal wave of female drummers coming and everyone needs to watch out (laughs) but um yeah i i think just do it i think one of the things that we found when we started it was i guess in 2012 the the sort of general feeling around feminism and being a woman in music was different and less good than it is now and we really stopped ourselves from talking about feminism to not get labeled a feminist band Mm -hmm. and to be put in a box and you know you we just didn't particularly want to talk about gender we wanted to talk about other things so it was um at that point we sort of had to go in it and just ignore everything about gender and ignore everything about sexism and just do what we did and that's sort of what we had to do to get into the position that we got to which is just being respected as a band not as a sort of Mm. feminist or female band um but i think the situation is a bit different now people are talking about feminism a lot and you can you can go in all guns blazing and talk about it and mm. you're not going to be pigeonholed as much at this point I think mm. well look um, sadly we've got to say goodbye um, Luke Cutforth I know we've got to say goodbye before brought you back got to say goodbye to you again <laughs> bye 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 <laughs> um, and Faye Milton thank you so so much it's for been lovely us. and well done for your 24 hours yeah like I said I'm almost <laughs> there I'm almost we'll see what happens but we're going to leave you guys uh, just for a few minutes with uh, Get Right by Jennifer Lopez don't go anywhere Baby singing at the end before. Have you not? No. <laughs> you haven't I watched the video. Yeah, it's one no, of my favourite songs of all time. Every, I love that one. I love it. Uh, Sarah Love. Hey. We're gonna have to say, hey, we're going to say our farewells to you. I know. It's been so lovely to have you here. That I'm, smile hasn't stopped. It's been uh, lovely. Oh, well, I'm just in awe of what an amazing job you're doing. And I'm just so happy that I've got a chance to dip in, just to feel some oh. of the excitement and the pure buzz that is in the Food Bar Studios. It has been good. It has been good. And um, Harriet, you're back. I'm back. Hi, everybody. 
I'm back and it's really weird because you you actually seem exactly <laughs> the same as when I left which was um, literally nearly 24 hours ago it's crazy 22 hours ago is when I left when, 20 hours yeah, ago yeah when you left I was like oh my god when I see you uh, next time <laughs> I know I'm almost at the end yeah I'm you looked at me as like I was Jesus when I walked in the room <laughs> I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I hugged you a couple of times yeah well. you were like, like I'm so glad to see you <laughs> I didn't believe it was you I didn't believe it um, we are going um, to play a quick song I believe we're going to play um, the sesh. No, we're going to play Ah, oh, the Savages. But um, before we do, Sarah Love's got something yes, to. Oh, do I? Yes. Okay, so basically, there's loads of cool events that are happening um, as part of um, everything that uh, Rachel has been trumpeting about for the last um, 24 <laughs> hours. And there's an amazing event happening tomorrow. That's the 11th of March. Needs um, in collaboration with He for She. It's an all-day event that's addressing gender equality within the music industry, referring, uh, uh, featuring engaging panel discussions from the likes of model and activist Monroe Bergdorf um, wow yeah she really um, made a storm uh, recently didn't she and uh, BBC Radio 1 presenter B Traits artist Faye Milton whoop, whoop, of the Savages who we were just speaking to if you missed that listen back on the website foodbarradio.com and Brits Wee. Critics Choice nominee Chloe Howe get involved and book the tickets you know we're sharing all that information on the yo, Twitter yo, as well yo. and um, yeah it's all about getting involved <laughs> in all these cool events happening listen back to Chloe Howe yesterday we had her on the beginning of the show as well amazing absolutely amazing loads of lovely saying. women um, yeah do you know what before, very quick, before we play the savages I know it's going to be very quick it's really weird because I'm seeing you in a different outfit and I'm, I'm a bit like <laughs> I bet she's showered and everything I've sh- I haven't I actually haven't showered I'm so proud I yeah, thought I, could, good. Good. I, was, I wanted to make you feel better yeah, so yeah, I was like me. I'll come in as stinky as possible so you, you didn't feel but I am I am wearing my Spice Girls t-shirt though I'm so proud especially I'm so proud it's a brilliant t-shirt we're going to play the savages now Sarah Love thank you so much. Uh, We'll be back in a few minutes. Don't go anywhere.